We're not perfect. Some of us are not even close, like me. But if I can learn to accept myself, errors, faults, and all for who I am, I'm betting you can too. Even if you've experienced some really weird stuff, like the time I learned about reproduction in broad daylight. I was nine the day I became a spectator at an orgy. As a Catholic-educated schoolboy in the 70s, I didn't even know what an orgy was. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know what sex was. But I was about to find out, despite the nun's best effort at keeping us in the dark. It was a typical Michigan summer day. Hot, sticky, wonderful. As was the case on most summer days, a group of us had gathered on my lawn to play baseball. The game was going fine until I took the mound in the third. About halfway through my first windup, I noticed from the corner of my eye a dog entering the yard. This huge, tan Great Dane was about to saunter right through the middle of our game. Weird. Even weirder was the long line of howling and panting dogs close behind. A couple of them were even dragging dirt-covered stakes they'd evidently yanked out of the ground. What the hell is going on? I didn't know, but I wanted to find out. So I chucked my mitt to follow the four-legged procession. She's in heat! One of the older, more experienced guys yelled, Heat? Sister Verita hadn't covered that. But I quickly put two and two together and guessed the suitors were hoping for their shot at a date with this preening goddess. By now, we were all laughing. Not laughing were the males in pursuit and the 10 or so other house dogs howling, noses smashed against their prison windows. Their muffled, desperate pleas to join the party reverberated through the canopy of Dutch elms that lined Pacific Street. That dame just kept strutting her stuff like a New York runway model. Her towering fanny was too enticing for one mangy bulldog. He valiantly climbed aboard, slobbering all over her back, and managed 10 seconds of solid jackhammering before giving in, unable to keep up with the long strides on his tippy toes. He closed his eyes before dismounting and slammed to the pavement on his back. I thought maybe he had died as he lay motionless. In hindsight, though, it was probably his post-coital cigarette moment. Lucky dog. I was beginning to understand what was happening. Helpful, sort of, were the caveman comments of my friends. Go, man! Give it to her! Yeah, yeah, yeah! I think they may have been more excited than the dogs. Mr. O'Reilly's Irish setter torch was more her size. The Dane stopped as torch reached her hugging her back in a graphic display of furious, blurred ass-pounding. I swear, I read his lips say, You want it? Uh-huh. You want it? When Torch started going for his body-thrashing grand finale, the smell of burnt fur filled the air. He finally finished, and the spent Great Dane stumbled into a trash can, trying to catch her breath. 
The Sanders dog must have smelled opportunity because their furry, gray mutt, lazy bones, came storming out of a hole it had burrowed under their fence. Knowing his manners, Lazy Bones ran for the front of the line. Well, the standard schnauzer holding the number one car was having none of that. Neither was the chihuahua, who also got skipped. He was so incensed, in fact, he lunged forward, biting Lazy Bones' ass, who then proceeded to squeal in pain and embarrassment all the way back to his yard. The no-name schnauzer leapt on and thrust once. Then again, before its eyes crossed, and it too looked like it died as it fell off and thudded to a motionless heap on the white dirt driveway. I looked back and saw dogs running our way from every direction, jumping over bushes and fences. I knew dogs could hear dog whistles, so I figured somehow every dog in Plymouth could hear the come and get it bell. As the Dane walked up White's driveway from the alley, three very resolute dogs appeared. One was dragging a fence post, and the other two rusted metal stakes. Each made quick work riding the Dane's back. They got one thrust apiece before wincing and shaking violently, then letting go and waiting politely for their buddies to finish. After you. I watched her give the group a collective, is that all you got, look? But they missed it, walking away in a cloud of euphoria and machismo. In the length of five backyards, she took on another five dogs, never breaking her long stride a single time. Unbelievably, though, her thirst was still unquenched, and she waved her hinder for more. It was then I got a practical lesson in critical thinking creativity, and persistence. A feisty little chihuahua, who had been repeatedly passed by other larger dogs, decided it was time to make his move. Sporting a tiny red lipstick boner, it sprinted full speed and performed an Olympic qualifying high jump latching onto her. But he missed his target. He was actually riding her back. I watched as he gripped her with his two front paws and tried desperately to repel backwards into proper position. She was tolerant and gave the little guy his due. He made a connection. His hind legs were a solid two feet above the ground as he dangled and thrust wildly, his ass pumping like the foot of a sewing machine running at full speed. The sight cracked all of us up. The sashaying female looked puzzled. She stopped in her tracks. His feeble plunges looked hopelessly pathetic. She must have felt the same. She slowly hoisted her rear leg up like a construction crane, gingerly moving an iron beam into position, wedging her rear paw between her buttocks and the scrawny dog's chest. She held it pressed against his beating chest. He paused, looking up to see what was up. And then she had enough. All of a sudden, she launched the chihuahua over three pooches in the on-deck circle. The poor thing flipped end over end, crashing against a Yorkie. All dog barking ceased instantly. 
the howls were replaced by a strange squeaking sound. And when I looked to see where it was coming from, I noticed a pack of retracting dog boners disappear in unison. The dazed Chihuahua slowly managed to stand up and dust himself off before slinking away under a hedge. She quickly turned around, snapping and showing her teeth at the rest of the dogs. She had closed shop for the day and sauntered up the alley before turning right on Farmer Street, never to be seen again. As the years passed, I often thought back to that afternoon. In the span of about 35 minutes, I had learned more about sex, relationships, male aggression, dating protocol, manners, come-ons, put-downs, and how to treat a lady than the nuns taught me in all my Catholic upbringing combined. And I also learned to never ever go after girls three times taller than me. Lessons I try to follow to this very day.